Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Tara Gleason, and I'll be introducing two of our hosts today. We are gearing up for our national training seminar in Washington, D.C., and one of the sessions is the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicines Committee on the Well-Being of Military Families. And we're going to talk a little bit about that topic today. Joining us, we have Dr. Kenneth Kaiser and Dr. Stephen Koza. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tara. Thanks for having us. Can you first start to speak about what topics the report covers? Sure. The uh, Department of Defense and the military services have recognized for quite some years that families and uh, the well-being of families is essential to the functioning of the military service members. As a result, they have developed a variety of, of programs and services and support efforts to help support families who in turn uh, support the service members. Recognizing that American society uh, at large has undergone a lot of changes in recent years, the department came to the National Academies and asked if we would undertake a review of the military family readiness system uh, and see where it is functioning well uh, and where there may be opportunities for improvement. And that is, in essence, uh, what we have done over the past two years and have produced uh, this report, which we'll be talking about uh, at the conference. Steve, you want to add anything to that? Sure. I I think, um, you know, there's an understanding that military service uh, has a unique, you know, is a unique experience both for service members and family members. And since the start of combat operations in Iraq and Afghanistan nearly two decades ago now, you know, there's been a development of a literature in understanding the effects of those experiences on military families. And so this, I think, it was an opportunity also to review data, the science, uh, both uh, that has been conducted within that community as well as relevant science that's been conducted in civilian families, civilian children that have uh, relevance to military families to try to address the needs of military families and understand uh, whether those needs and in what ways they're being addressed currently and in what ways they could be addressed moving into the future. So why do you think that the Department of Defense came to the academies with this question, and why is the academy's best organization to address these issues? Well, the the National Academies have a very long uh, history of addressing the needs of government agencies broadly and the the needs of both the uh, Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs 
in particular and have produced many, many reports over the years on a wide range of topics that are important to the military and, and the veteran population. So in many ways, it was quite natural that they would come to the National Academies to ask for the study to be done from the academies. Earlier, you were talking about some of the topics. So looking at the statement of tasks for this study, why are these topics important today? Well, I, I think the, the department recognizes a, a number of things, in, including that the military experience uh, for both the service member and their families uh, offers a, a number of very positive uh, experiences and opportunities, but also presents a number of challenges that, as Dr. Koza said, are, are uh, relatively unique to the military. And so they wanted the committee to both assess what are those positive experiences and, and what are the challenges and how well the program or the programs that they have uh, developed over the years are addressing uh, the needs of families and in turn the service members uh, recognizing some of the, the broad changes that have occurred in, in American society. Uh, Steve, you may want to add to that. Sure, I, 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 I think that was a great description. I, I, I think the one other thing I might add is that we tend to think of military service and military families as uh, static and unchanging, but we recognize that um, military families and the experiences that they're having are quite dynamic and have been changing um, over the last uh, 20 years, and uh, both understanding what those uh, opportunities and challenges have held, as well as kind of thinking forward into the future, what challenges might occur, and how best can the Department of Defense address the needs of families in changing times. So let me add a couple of other things that, that occur to me that may be worth noting as well. And first is simply that we're in pretty much unprecedented territory here as, as far as how long uh, we have been in sustained conflict, uh, almost two decades now. That is, is quite different from the conflicts that the department has been engaged in in the past. And just the length or the duration of these conflicts and the uh, kind of changing operational needs that have occurred over time creates some challenges in and of itself. I think kind of on the other side of the coin, one of the things that the department recognizes is that a very small fraction of the population today ever serves in the military. And the civilian community, uh, in many cases, doesn't really understand uh, military life or and the challenges and the opportunities that both service members and their families experience. Uh, and that there's a need in, in some cases just to better educate uh, the civilian sector about what military life is all about and, and what some of the issues are. I think one other thing that I might add, too, is that this was a great opportunity, just as uh, Ken was mentioning, the sort of change over time and thinking certainly for the Military Child Education Coalition with its focus on children, that a child who's parents join the military, you know, 
when they're one year or two years old, may, may actually live their entire childhood as a military child and through a military family experience. And so part of what this, um, what this effort allowed was an understanding of the developmental consequences of military life on children over time something that given the young age of military kids and and the fact that many, again, live a, a, a substantial portion of their childhood in military families is an, extremely relevant to our military service families. So, Dr. Kaiser, you mentioned a committee a little earlier in the conversation. What kinds of expertise did committee members bring to the table? Sure, I think that's a good question, and, and I have to say, as the uh, the chair of the committee, I was particularly pleased with the breadth and depth of knowledge that the uh, members of the committee brought to the table. It, it really was quite exceptional. Um, the so to more specifically answer your question, the expertise on the the committee included a, a broad range of folks from the academic community, from the nonprofit community-based organizations and support community, from think tanks, uh, and from a variety of other sources or entities that, that have experience dealing with uh, military families and, and service members. There was, as if I recall, uh, six or seven of the committee members have substantial time in the military themselves. So. They have firsthand experience of being both a service member and I think in almost all those cases also as a military family. So they brought a lot of firsthand knowledge to it in addition to their academic uh, and other formal training. What am I leaving out there, Steve? Again, it was just an an exceptionally well-composed and and talented uh, committee that we had. No, I I would completely agree. It was a real privilege for me as a as a first member of an academy's committee to participate. And what's been striking over the last decade decade or more is the collaborative efforts that have taken place among military and civilian academicians. Uh, clinical leaders, military leaders in addressing the needs of military families, and I think that was all reflected in the committee. The other part, and Ken, maybe you could talk about this in greater detail or speak to it more directly than I, but just the um, what also impressed me by the efforts of the academy as it related to the committee was the incorporation of input in public sessions that brought people directly from the community into conversation with the committee to allow us to hear their comments directly, as well as a solicitation of information from important stakeholders who represented a variety of different facets of military family life. Yeah, so maybe that that provides a bit of an opportunity to comment on how the the study was done and, and what the study process was. As is typical for National Academy of Studies, it convenes a a group of experts and and people such as we've already uh, talked about to compose a committee. Then we had, in in this case, uh, a number of public sessions where we heard input from people, if if you will, on the front lines uh, and what their real-world experiences are. We did a very deep dive into the published literature and the research that has been done on the various questions that we were asked to weigh in on. We debated those things. We had multiple face-to-face 
sessions as well as some virtual sessions where we talked about what this means, where we asked questions and challenged each other. And out of that process, which lasted uh, essentially two years, we wrote the report, which will be released Friday. Thank you. You actually already asked my next question. Can you share the actual date of the release of the report? We are anticipating uh, releasing the report on Friday, July 19th. We will uh, have an event there at the National Academies building in, in Washington and have a present it to a variety of stakeholders who will be present both in person and uh, virtually, and then also be briefing folks at the Pentagon as well as at some of the, the congressional committees who are particularly interested uh, in these matters. Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Kaiser and Dr. Koza, for sharing this information with our listeners today. I look forward to your session next week at the National Training Seminar. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.